All right, everybody. Hello, it's that time of week again for Prayer Changes Things with Pastor Nat Brown. For nuggets of God's Word, we want to thank each and every one of you for being here tonight on this week's podcast. We want to wish everyone a awesome weekend. Praise the Lord. And we're just looking for a time in the Lord. Now, this, this week, uh, we are slowly coming up on uh, the 14th, which is Valentine's Day. And the day set aside for love and all this good stuff, but I like to say that every day should be a love love day. That's what America needs more. They need more of love. And, you know, we have this saying, make America great again. I'm saying tonight, make love great again. And when you make love great again, praise God, I want you to know one thing everything else will fall in place. I'm telling you, let's do that again. Amen. One more time. Oh, I love the theme song. Praise God. Tonight, if you, uh, I want to say once again, if you're ever over in the Sumter, South Carolina area, I uh, pastor a church over there called Walker's Chapel Independent Free Will Baptist Church. It's located at 99 Walter Avenue in Sumter, South Carolina. We would love to have you. Our Sunday school starts at 10 o'clock. Our worship service starts at 11 o'clock. Wednesday night Bible study, verse by verse Bible study in the fellowship hall. We would love to invite you to come on down and be with us uh, in these services. Now, we're, we're a traditional church. We're a church like it used to be and like it should be. Also, on Tuesday night, now this week coming, we will be coming on Thursday night, and but usually on uh, Prayer Changes, things comes on, on the broadcast starts at 7 o'clock each Tuesday night, except for the second week of the month. So this week, or rather next week, we will be coming on, on uh, Thursday night. All right, folks, if you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. I uh, also want to tell you tonight that uh, God loves you, and uh, the devil's out to destroy you, but God's on the throne. If you're a child of the king tonight, you're on the winning side. I want to tell you right now, you got it going on with the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God. What a time in the Lord. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to call this here, Why God Wants Our Heart. Why God Wants Our Heart. Now, while you're getting your Bible and you're turning there, I want to also, if you need to write us or email us, all you have to do is revnat 94 at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to write us a letter, there's two ways you can do that. Number one, write us a letter to 99 Walter Avenue, Sumter, South Carolina, 29153, or you can write it to one. Our little office we're getting set up in studio at 157 Levy Road, Bishopville, South Carolina, 29010. Praise God, praise God. All right, uh, I got my hands on a little book years ago about 31 Degrees of Blessings for Your Life. And um, I don't know even who wrote this book or anything. I think uh, Dr. Mark J. Sharona was, uh hope I said that right, was one of those things. But since we're talking about why God wants our hearts and uh, and we're going to talk about hearts. And uh, every store you go into now, you see Valentine's Day and you see these hearts. And it simply means that you're loved. You're loved. And uh, I like in this little book, 31 Degrees of Blessing for Your Life, it says, I agree that I am loved with an everlasting love and with loving kindness, God has drawn me to himself. I bask in this love and nothing whatsoever will ever separate me from this love God has poured upon me. God's love for me never fails. It is rich and forgiven, so gentle and so kind. I follow after him because he draws me with his intimate love. I have been called to know 
this rich love that surpasses knowledge so that I am filled with his fullness. And the last thing in this list of things that's got in this degree, I degree that the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me daily. And as a result, I am able to love others. Praise God, praise God. What a a powerful degree that we should make. You know, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, do we begin again to mend ourselves, or commend ourselves, rather, excuse me, or need we, as some others, epistles or accommodation to you, or letters of accommodation from you? Ye are, yeah, here we go. This is, I want you to really get this verse tonight in Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2. It says, and I like to take that word ye, change it into you. You are an epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. It says, it's to present the witness of our lives written upon his heart, to present lives impacted for Christ, lives written, saved by the Spirit of the living God. And then he, verse 3 says, For as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, here we go. I will ask you tonight, highlight all these uh, words in the last part of verse 3, because it says, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stones, but in fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward, not that we are sufficient, of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God to present a humble spirit, a life made fit and competent by God. We want to talk tonight, uh, uh, as I said a few minutes ago, everywhere you look and every store you go into just about, there is all kind of hearts and everything and but I want to talk to you tonight once again why the word heart, why God wants our heart. The scripture use of the word heart means that this, the heart means the center of the entire man, the emotions, the reasons, and the will. And I want to start as I was preparing this podcast for Nuggets of God's Word. I want us to let us observe, observe tonight why God wants our heart. And we're going to start, and the heart is the place, and we're going to bring some things out tonight. And the first thing we're going to bring out tonight is that the heart is the place where sin originates. It's where it begins. Mercy, mercy, mercy. See in Proverbs 23, 26, it's my son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my way. And in Proverbs 23, 26, why is it saying, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways? In fact, here is wisdom personified again, as in Proverbs 8, Proverbs 9, she wants the whole heart. And the eyes holy on her way. You see, there's really you can find 18 commands concerning the heart in the Word of God. I'm going to uh, bring a few out. Proverbs 2 2, Proverbs 22 17, 20 through 12. All these verses will apply the heart to understanding. Proverbs 2 10, open the heart to wisdom. Proverbs 3 1 says, keep the commandments. And then Proverbs 3 3, 7 3. Write commandments on it. And then I love this next one. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with it, with all your heart. Now do you see why God wants your heart? See, in James chapter 1, beginning in verse 13, it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted to God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. 
But here it goes. Y'all ready for this? In verse 14 in James 1. Highlight this. This is total nuggets of God's word. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust, own enticed. And you see that verse uh, that, but every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed and baited by his own evil desire and lusts and passions. And when that happens, verse 15 kicks in there, says, Then when lust hath received, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. It's saying that the desire which it has conceived gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully matured, bring forth death. Now, you see why God wants your heart. The heart is the place where sin originates. That's why the devil does not want you to give your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ because the devil knows that's where sins originate. That knows where it originates in you and he does not want you to stop sinning, that lying devil. But God says, I want your heart. And that's what he's saying. That is where the sin originates. That's where it begins. And 1 John 3.15 says, Whoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. See the sin again? Look at the hate that we have got going on in America. Oh, let's make America great again. No, let's make love great again. And when we make love great again, and we begin to love our fellow man more, we'll find out that 1 John 3.15 says, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. In other words, he's saying anyone who hates, abominates, detests his brother in Christ is at heart a murderer, and you know that no murderer, murderer has eternal life abiding, preserving with and him. People will kill you over nothing today. And most of the time, when murder's in the heart, it starts, sins originate. Murder starts, beef starts in the heart. And that's what the devil, and people will kill you over anything. We need to stand up. Let us make love again, strong again in America. Let us make love strong again. And, you know, when we make love strong again, then we're going to make America a great again. I'm going to talk about no MAGA movement tonight. I am talking about America that was founded on the promises of God. I'm talking about make love. Let us love one another. Let us love our fellow man. Let us love our brothers and sisters. And if you don't and you hated this, brother, the Bible just plainly tells you, bless God that you are a murderer in your heart, and if you have murder in your heart, there's no eternal life abiding, preserving within you. The heart is the place also where salvation enters. That's where you delivered and you set free from ruin or harm tonight. Did you you get that? And salvation in Romans 10, 8 and to 3 through 10, I asked you, now highlight this, but what saith it? What saith? The word is nigh, even in thy mouth. Highlight this, folks, tonight. These are nuggets of God's word. And in thy heart, that is the word of faith, which we preach, the word of faith. Folks, if anybody, you know, you, and I believe in prosperity. I just don't believe in the way that prosperity preachers does it. Third John, the second verse says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. But you have prosperity preachers out there, and I will not go naming them tonight, but the bottom line is they act like they're selling an ounce of prayer. They act like that you got to send it to them, that you're going to get a blessing from God, and if you don't, boy... That is not what it says. He said, but what saith he? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. You know, if we get a man's heart right, don't worry about his pocketbook. Everything will fall in place. I love this next verse, Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, who? 
who should we confess with thy mouth? Is it a denomination? No. Is it some creed, a bunch of rules or regulations? Not what Romans 10, 9 says. It says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. You hear me? Now, listen to the next part of that. And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It says, because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart you believe, you and here to trust in and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead. You know what? You believe that, you confess your sins and you accept that, you will be saved. Here we go. Why God wants your heart. Verse 10 in Romans 10, 10. For with the heart, woo, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's simply saying, you know, that the heart of a person trusts in him, relies on Christ, so is just, he is justified. He is declared righteous. He is declared accepted to God. And with a mouth, he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. You see the pieces of this puzzle coming together tonight, why God wants your heart. Just two things already we can we can see why God wants your heart. Because that's where sin originates. That's where salvation enters. And the next thing I want to bring out, but sanctification begins. That's where the cleansing begins. Proverbs 4, 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, it's saying, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the spring of life. You see where the cleansing begins, sanctification set free, set aside, set apart. Hallelujah. By this, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, highlight, for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, it's saying, above uh, all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. Glory be to God. I'm telling you folks, that right there will put you on shouting territory tonight. Glory be to God Almighty. Uh, the next thing, um, why God wants your heart is that's where service is performed. Service is performed. Do something tonight for God. Do something, hallelujah, for your community. Do something, praise God, for your church. Do something for your fellow men. Fellow man, God, Galatians 3.23 323 says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Brothers and sisters, sister, who praise God. Brothers and sisters, that will preach right there. Whatsoever you do, do it, not as you're doing it unto men, but do it as you were doing to the Lord. In other words, whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men. Do it like the Lord Jesus Christ was sitting there and watching you do every little deal because technically speaking, he is. You hear me? He is. So that's what he's saying. Uh, the heart is the place that sin originates, salvation enters, salvation, sanctification began, and service is performed. Next thing, it's where speech flows out from the heart. Now, boy, this is a tough one right here in Matthew chapter 12, 34. Jesus Christ said this here to uh, a bunch of folks, religious folks, if you want to know the truth, and the word of God, and he just planed it out and said in verse 34, Oh, generations of vipers, how can you bring evil, speak good things, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. In other words, uh, Jesus is saying, you offspring of the of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are so evil, when you are so wicked? 
For out of that fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, you know, sometimes we need to pray, Lord, to get my brain in gear before the speech starts. And uh, that is talking, talking about something. I mean, let it be done because it's going to come from the heart. I want to say this about words also. Once they leave the confines of your mouth, there is no way you can take them back. Your words has consequences. So let's have words of love. Let's have words. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about uh, good things. Let's talk about things that is good that flows out of our heart. Praise God. And that's why God wants our heart. Praise God. Next thing I want to talk about tonight, that's where sacrifice is made. Whoa, mercy Mercy, mercy. Give up something up. That's what a sacrifice is. Give something up. Praise God. I heard R.W. Schambach say something one time. He said to give a miracle gift is something that you couldn't afford to give to start off with. That was powerful. To look at that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, the first thing some of you folks are going to say about this podcast when you hear this, oh, here he goes, another one of those preachers about money. Hold on a minute, folks. It didn't say money here. It's but this I say, he which soweth sparely shall reap also sparely. Yes, that would be your time. That would be your talents. That would be your money. Praise God. And you bountifully shall reap also bounty. You know why? You know what verse 7 says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7? Every man according as he proposeth in his heart. So let him give not grudgingly. Don't you give because you feel like you got to. You give it because you want to. That's the right thing to do. Are of necessity. For God love a, loveth a cheerful giver. And let, let me tell you something. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Verse, verse 7 here. Let each one of us give as he has made uh, up his own mind and proposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in prizes above all other things as unwilling to abandon or to without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. And in verse 8, it said, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to you, to every good work. Praise God. Folks, I want to tell you what. See, that the heart is where sacrifice is made tonight. It's where sacrifice. And it is written in verse 9, as it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. In other words, he's saying, as it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, his deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. I have this saying that we will never, never know how many people that we have touched until we get to heaven. We will never understand how many lives has been touched by us so given our time, talents, and our money. Even the ones that even gives out a little gospel tract, you will never know. You will never know how many people you are touched just because you laid a gospel tract in a letter, you laid a gospel tract, on a bathroom or somewhere that you laid that gospel track on the trash can on top of it, that somebody picked it up and even gave their heart and their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know doing that is a sacrifice is made because you took the time out 
to take that gospel track. You took your time out to give something. You wanted to give something to somebody. You couldn't speak to them personally, but you had a little piece of paper, and that little piece of paper showed you that you loved somebody and you wanted to to give, praise God, something. And that gospel track, you wanted to give them, glory be to God, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Next thing we want to bring out tonight about why God wants our heart. See, the heart is the place scriptures are stored. Now, I love these next verses. Now, if you want to know the truth, when I do nuggets of God's word, I pick out this word, I'll pick out this scripture, I'll pick out this, that, and the other. But if you want to know the truth to Pastor Nat Brown tonight, Every word of God, every word of the Bible is the infallible word of God. That is a nugget. That is a golden nugget, if you want to know the truth, of God's word. And each word is meant for us to do something with, to apply it to our lives. Praise God. Uh, the heart is the place where scriptures are stored. Listen to what it says in Psalms 119.11. Thy word. I have hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh, man, this word, Lord, I have laid up in my heart, praise God. I have planted it in my heart tonight, Lord. Why have I planted it there, Lord, that I might not sin against you? Praise God. I love the way he says, Lord, I banked your promises in the vault of my heart so I won't sin myself bankrupt. I like that right there. I bank your promises in the fold of my heart, Lord God, so I won't send myself into bankrupt. Glory be to God. That'll preach right there. I don't wake up what nobody says. That's Psalms 119.11 giving you an explanation of this verse. And I like this last one. I banked your promises, Lord. I banked them up in the fold of my heart. So I won't send myself into bankruptcy. So I won't send my soul to a devil's hell. And Luke two nineteen, when uh, all the uh, the wise men were coming to Jesus, and the shepherds were coming to Jesus, and uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. So all these things going on in Luke two nineteen, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. In other words. Mary was keeping with herself all these sayings, all these things, weighing and pondering them in her heart. Praise God. There's a whole bunch of verses. And we know and believe the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. 1 John four sixteen. Here is love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. 1 John four ten. Well, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, praise God, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We love him because he first loved us. First John four nineteen. Uh, love must be sincere, Romans 12. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is faithful, Deuteronomy 7, 9. For the Father himself loving you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from him, from God, John 16, 27. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will be destroyed, Psalms 145, 20. How great is the love. The Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. First John three one, others John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. First John four seven, beloved, let us love one another again for love is God. If anyone says I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. First John four twenty, First uh, Corinthians thirteen four three eight. Read that whole chapter. Praise God. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always perseveres. Love never fails. I hope tonight that you got in this podcast why we see why God wants our heart. It's a storehouse of sin, hate, 
without Jesus. But when Jesus comes in it, it becomes a storehouse of salvation, sanctification, service, speech of love, flows from it, sacrifices made, and the word of God is stored. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I want to say that if you have a prayer request, I hope you got something out of this uh, podcast tonight, Why God Wants Our Hearts. And I, I hope you enjoy nuggets of God's Word. I want you to share this podcast with your friends. I want you to invite your friends to come in and share this podcast to your page. Share it to your friends and help me to get the Word out. I'm Nuggets of God's Word with Pastor Nat Brown podcast. And I want to go to God in prayer. Also, if you have a prayer request, all you got to do is email us at revnat. 94 at gmail.com. We have a prayer journal. We pray over every day. Not one time a day. We pray over it several times a day. Now, the reason I've got a prayer journal, a good friend of mine and brother in Christ and a preacher of the gospel, Brother Jimmy Shupin, uh turned me on to a prayer journal. And uh, praise God, people asked you to pray, and we pray right then and there. But it's always good to write that name in that prayer journal. Lay your hands on that prayer journal. That's what we're going to do right now. And let us go to God in prayer. Please join us, okay? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for Nuggets of God's Word podcast. I pray, God, as this podcast goes out, God, I pray that it would touch someone. Lord, that the words that has been said tonight, that somebody will come to you that they will come to you and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Maybe there's someone tonight that's in a motel room. They happen to be flipping through the phone and they saw some of the outlets where nuggets of God's word, where this little old cowboy country preacher happened to be doing this podcast and they're about to take their life and God, your spirit's going to speak to them and tell them, God, that you love them. I pray for every one of our podcasts tonight in our prayer journal. God, I pray right now that you will meet them in a special way. Meet that need now, God. And God, we're going to look to you, Lord. We're going to give you all the honor and we're going to give you all the praise because we asked you all these wonderful blessings in the precious, precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And amen. Hey, folks, thank you tonight for being with us on this podcast. We just thank you so much. Hey, remember, share this podcast. Invite your friends. Tell them about our uh, podcast tonight. Also, we invite you to come over to Walker's Chapel uh, Independent Free Will Baptist Church in Sumter, South Carolina. We would love to have you. Sunday school at 10 o'clock. Worship service at 11 o'clock. Wednesday night service at 6.30 in the Fellowship Hall. Come on out and be with us. Folks, until next time, this is Pastor Nat Brown with Nuggets of God's Word podcast saying, hey, you know what? I love you, but there's a man that loves you more than I ever could. That man's name is Jesus. He died for you. God bless our veterans tonight. God bless our first responders, and God bless our men and women in uniform. Until next time, may God bless you, and God bless America. God bless. Hello everyone, it's that time of week again for Nuggets of God's Word with Pastor Nat Brown. We want to say thank you tonight for tuning in on Nuggets of God's Word. Also, we want you to invite you to listen on Tuesday night for our video, our live, Facebook Live, Prayer Changes Things at Nathaniel Nat Brown. Also, folks, we pastor a church over in Sumter, South Carolina. Walker's Chapel Independent Free Will Baptist Church at 99 Walter Avenue, 
We would love to have you come and visit with us. Sunday school at 10 o'clock, worship service at 11 o'clock, Wednesday night Bible study in the fellowship hall. We have church like it used to be and like it should be. Old traditional, old time, old fashioned way of serving and worshiping God. Also, if you have a prayer request tonight and you would like to join in with us on that prayer request, uh, and get your name on our prayer journal, we would love to have you um, to pray with you and whatever your need might be. All you have to do is email us at revnet94 at gmail.com. That's right, R-E-V, Rev, R-E-V-N-A-T, 94, at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what your needs might be. Praise God, praise God, praise God. All right, tonight we're going to be talking about Jesus. Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. We're going to use the word Jesus. We're going to use acrostic. And when we use acrostic, we take each letter. We can either uh, put something there, a poem or whatever, about that that letter. And that's what we're going to do tonight. There's something about that name. There's something about the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know that tonight. Once again, I want to say thank you tonight for joining Nuggets of God's Word podcast with Pastor Nat Brown. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Amen and amen. You know, uh, in the Word of God, in Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 12, there is a scripture said, Neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When I read that the other night and was listening and praying and seeking God on what this week's podcast would be about, that's when it came to me. There's something, there's power in that name of Jesus. In other words, and there is salvation in and through no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which We must be saved. Folks, that covers a lot of territory right there. So if you're trying to get to heaven any other way except through Jesus Christ, I would tell you tonight, quit quit wasting your time and get on that Jesus train. Praise God. Get on that name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to take the name Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, and we're going to tell you what is meant for each letter of the name of Jesus. In John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto my Father but by me. Jesus Christ himself is signifying and telling people that the only way they're going to get to heaven is through the Lord Jesus Christ. No other way. He said, I am the way. Now, also to all those folks out there that think there's many paths, many paths to heaven, I got news for you. There's only one path, and there's only one path to Jesus, and that is the cross of what the Lord Jesus Christ done on that cross for us. I picked up a book years ago, uh, about 31 Degrees of Blessings for Your Life. And I don't even know who wrote this thing. There's several people in it and that, that wrote it. But uh, I want to say this right here. It says, I agree that Jesus Christ is my primary friend who is closer than a brother. He is a friend of sinners and has drawn me to himself as his very own. My friend Jesus will not condemn me or judge me he is always with me. I acquire friends and they love me. There are gifts in my life. I forgive them easy when they make mistakes or fail me. I love my friends that God has gifted me with. By faith, I receive greater grace to be a good friend at all times. Praise God. Praise God. I am blessed beyond measure with wonderful life-giving friends in my life. I wrote, read that tonight. To share with you, there's no friend closer than the Lord Jesus Christ. What a friend he is. 
there's a man out there named uh, John Howard. He wanted to, to visit the prisons of Russia. And he saw an interview with the Tsar, and he explained his uh, object behind of him wanting to go visit the prisons. And, and the Tsar gave him permission to visit any prison in his empire. It was a long and weary journey. He knew how jealous the private prisoners were guarded and how adverse the jailers were to prevent anyone to visit them. But he set out in per perfect confidence. And when he arrived at a prison, he would make his application and was prepared for the refusal which invariably came. Then he produced, I want you to listen to this here, then he produced the czar's mandate, and the prison's doors were immediately opened to him. He had faith in that czar's name and was justified by the results. <laughs> when I read that story, I got excited. I got bubbled up with the spirit because I want to tell you what. Those who have faith in him who bears the name of Jesus find that there is in that name Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. -S. What is in that name Jesus tonight? And so I used what they call acrostic, and I broke it down. And I thought about what would the J mean in Jesus Christ's name? J, the first letter. Number one, in Romans chapter 4, beginning in verse 24 and 25, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses, and was raised again for our justification. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, J, Jesus Christ gave me justification. Justification from all my wrongs and from all my sins. Praise God. And we might put it this way, but they were written for our sakes too. Righteousness, standing acceptable to God, will be granted and credit to us also who believe in trust in and hear to and rely on God who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Now, if you're looking at Romans chapter 4 tonight, beginning in verse 25, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, I will have you tonight highlight that whole entire verse of Romans 4.24. Because it's talking about us. It's talking about you and I. To whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who delivered us. In other words. Jesus Christ made us justified. He justif justification. He justified us. Who was delivered for our offenses. And were raised again for our justification. In other words. Jesus did not become a sinner. Jesus took our sins upon him. Glory be to God. And see, tonight I want you to get that. If Jesus Christ would have become a sinner, he could not have died on that cross because he would have a sin nature. You remember, it took a pure lamb without spot and without blemish to be offered up. And Jesus Christ was that lamb of God without spot, without blemish, praise God. So Jesus Christ, J, using the word Jesus, the acrostic for the word Jesus, J, gave us justification. He justified me, who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds and was raised to secure our justification. In other words, our acquittal, making our account balance and absolving us from all guilt before God. Now, I want to tell you one thing. If that don't put you on shouting territory tonight, maybe your shouter is wet. Jesus Christ, who was put to death because of our misdeeds, <laughs> then he was raised to secure our acquittal, making our account. I had an old account. Praise God. Nobody could settle it, but Jesus Christ came along and settled my account. 
long ago. And the next thing, praise God, the E, the acrostic in Jesus, E, E, the name of Jesus. What does what E in Jesus' name mean? Simply means in John chapter 4, verses 13 to 14, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again. I love this 14th verse in John chapter 4, and I've asked you tonight to highlight this. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. In other words, Jesus answered her, All who drink of this water would be thirsty again. Talking about that well. But whosoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him shall never, no, never be thirsty any more. But the water that I will give him shall become a spring of water, welling up, bubbling continually within him unto, into far eternal life. Think about that verse tonight. And the 14th verse of John chapter 4, that's a nugget, that whole entire verse. Now, we decided to call our podcast Nuggets of God's Word, but I've came to the conclusion that the whole entire Bible is God's Word, God's Nuggets of God's Word. It is filled with life-giving verses. It is filled with life-giving words that, well, the most important thing, with within him unto into for us eternal life eternal life brothers and sisters is a very very long time i want you to know that eternal life think about that and that's the reason god sent his son the lord jesus christ and and one of the famous i think most famous verses in the bible would be John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, we learned that first. And that's probably the most famous verse there is. That in the 23rd Psalm there is in the Word of God. I'm just guessing that now. But if we think about that and we look at John 3.16, but no one ever goes to John 3.17. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, we don't need this condemnation spirit. Jesus didn't have it. And Jesus came. God the Father sent his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the world, that whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life is for a long, long time brothers and sisters, for a long, long time. Think about eternal life. And just as sure as I'm sitting in my studio tonight, in the podcast studio, just as sure as I'm sitting here, I know there's a heaven. And just as sure as I'm sitting here, I know that there is a hell. I use these verses quite often. I use these verses quite often in funeral services. And I use these verses quite often when somebody is struggling with something down here and when a person loses a loved one, I give them these scriptures and that's John 14. And let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, hey, I would tell you so. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, that where I am, there ye may be also. And I want you to know one thing, that is the third heaven, Revelations chapter 21, gives us a description of that third heaven. And guess what? That is for eternity, eternal life, praise God. See, J, justification, E, eternal life. S, salvation, praise God. Listen, Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 21, and it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I love that, meaning salvation. 
she will bear a son, meaning Mary, and you shall call his name Jesus, the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua, which means Savior, for which for he will save his people from their sins, that is, prevent them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. In other words, I like this uh, way of saying it also. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. Praise God. Praise God. That's salvation, brothers and sisters. That is salvation. That is peace. Praise God. And we maybe we'll talk about peace just a little bit in a few minutes. But it's salvation. Who gives us that salvation? Jesus. And if you look in the King James Version of the Bible, and I like the way the King James put these things, his name Jesus, J-E-S-U-S in capital letters, for he shall save his people from their sins. Glory be to God tonight. I mean salvation, brothers and sisters. Praise God, salvation. And that word, Jesus, J-E-S, the S in it, salvation. Aren't you glad tonight you've got salvation? And let me tell you something. Don't let nobody out there tell you that you can't know that you're saved. You can know that you're saved. Are you going to get perfect? No, there's never been but one perfect man, and they nailed him to the cross. Yes, I know the Bible says that Noah was a perfect and upright man and this, but, but we are talking about someone that was perfect enough to die on that cross for our ever sin. Jesus Christ was the only one that ever was able to do that. Enoch, the Bible talks about, was a perfect and upright man, but he got so perfect down here on this earth that God couldn't leave him here. God had to take him, and that's a type and shadow, praise God, of the rapture of the church, of the snatching away tonight. I never thought I would see the time that so many people would not believe in a snatching away rapture, you might say, of the church. I've never seen so many people debate that subject, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 50, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but in a moment of the twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those which are alive and remain shall call, be called up to meet the Lord in the air. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And I don't know about you all. I'm taking that that one of these days the dead bodies in the ground is going to burst open and come forth and meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. And I always said the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is in two separate uh, sessions. The one is Jesus going to call, call uh, the saints of God out of the ground, and they're going to meet him in there. Seven years tribulation period, and in the seven years tribulation period, Jesus comes back in Revelation chapter 19 and brings his saints with him. Praise God. We got to go up before we can come down. All right. Do you, in Jesus' name, praise God. In John chapter 12, verse 24, it says, Verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat, fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Union. Jesus, the acrostic for the you and Jesus. You, union. Now, I was kind of raised on a farm, and I promised my daddy that I would never be a farmer, and I kept my word on that. But in John chapter 12, 24, I want you to listen to these verses very careful. He's saying, verily, verily. In other words, he's saying, I'll assure you. I say unto you, I most solemnly, I tell you, unless a grain of corn of wheat, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just one grain. It never becomes more, but lives by itself alone. But if it dies, it produces many others, and yield a rich, rich harvest. And it's, I like that it's saying, I'll assure you, it's saying, listen very carefully what I'm saying to you. 
Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, guess what? It's going to happen. It sprouts. It reproduces itself many times over, and it becomes fruitful. See, union. We are united with the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, when I look at that you in Jesus' name, and I use the word union, it means that one time I was so far away from God, but then all of a sudden, one Sunday night, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Guess what happened? As the same way that grain of wheat falls into earth and dies, guess what happened that night? 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that night I died. Oh, praise God, praise God. Just listen to that, that night. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Y'all ready for this? All things pass away. All things die because all things pass away, behold, all things become new. I wasn't fruitful. I died out to the world. I became alive in the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? Now I have a union with the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am going to bring forth fruit. Did you hear me? Praise God. I'm going to bring forth fruit. I'm going to have a union. Hallelujah. I put John twelve twenty four down tonight. Put that down and and highlight. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And when you do that, I want you to also I want you to take your Bible and I want you to put right in there. It bringeth forth much fruit. Then I want you to write in there Second Corinthians five seventeen. And if you don't know that verse by heart. Put it, write it somewhere in your Bible. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's in, <laughs> what happened? Behold, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things, take that old things, draw you a line. But if it die, old things, I'm that seed. I die. Now I become new. I become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Highlight that and put, when I become a new creature in Christ Jesus, I bring forth much fruit. I'm alive in Christ. I have a union, praise God, with the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's union in Jesus. There's union. And I took that uh, you in the name of Jesus, and that's the word I use, union, because we've become united with him. And praise God, carefully, carefully, it sprouts, produces itself many times. And praise God, it's not going to do anything if it still remains in the little pack where the seed comes from. But if it goes and you bury it in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and produces itself many times. See, when you have union with the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what's going to happen? Bless God, you're going to want to tell somebody, you want to tell them about the loving uh, grace and marvelous grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You just want to tell it to somebody and tell them the union that you came, you've been united with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the S, in the name of Jesus, I took that as satisfaction, and I took the verse, John chapter 7, beginning in verse 37. And again, I want to use this, and that in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. In other words, that come on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood, and he cried in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Jesus is crying that out today. He's saying, listen, we're all sinners. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And he's saying, 
Bless God, hallelujah. If you're thirsting tonight, come to me, praise God. Let me give you that spiritual drink where you will never thirst again. And you know what? He done that in Romans 5, 8. But God commended this love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Praise God. And he goes on to Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. God said, I want to give it to you. Praise the Lord. And when you do that, here's what happens. The Second Corinthians 5, 17 comes in to the picture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. What a joyful story. Praise God. I can tell you. And Jesus gives you satisfaction. Praise God. Uh, and on that final and climatic day of the feast, Jesus took his stand. He cried out, if any man, if anyone thirst, I love this, if any man, and he cried, if any man, I like to put it this way, and I'm not adding to the word of God to take away from the word of God, but if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink, man, woman, boy, girl, Come to me and let him drink of that spiritual water, praise God, and he will never, never thirst again. And I gave you some scriptures, Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, uh, Romans 5.80, Ephesians 2.8, 2 Corinthians 5.17, that's when you know you got it, praise God. And the next thing is Romans 10, 9, If thou shalt confess with the mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou will be saved, praise God, and you will only confess it. Hallelujah. And you know what, folks, tonight, there is power in that name. J-E-S-U-S. There is power in that name. That is why the world today does not want you to pray in the name of Jesus. In the world that we're living in today, people get offended. You might offend somebody if you pray in the name of Jesus. Well, I got news for you tonight, folks. You're going to hear me pray. It's going to be in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, praise God, there is something about that name. Did you hear me tonight? There is something about that name. The name of Jesus. The devil is sitting back in some of the churches tonight that we're living in. And he's saying, you know, the church looks like the world. That's why I'm still old-fashioned and still believe in the traditional church. I don't believe salvation is emotionalism. Uh, like some churches, they spend more time jumping around and doing everything in the book except worshiping God. They have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Let me tell you something. You can have the best singing program there is in the world, but if you're not opening that Bible, there's a problem. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I believe it takes both. I believe it takes music, but also I believe it takes opening the Bible, the Word of God. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And how can you hear unless there's a preacher? Praise God. And we're not talking about some preacher up there now that's selling prayer to you because prayer is not for sale. I'm not talking about somebody up there that's trying to sell you a miracle that you've got to do something, give something, and then you get an answer to prayer. That's not God. God does not sell prayers. God, you cannot pay for a prayer. You cannot pay for a miracle. It comes by prayer. You don't have to send anybody what not one cent. Praise God. Because in James 5, 14, 15, is there any sick among you? Let him call upon his elders of the church and let them pray. Anoint him with all and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and they committed any sin. It shall be forgiven then. Did you hear that tonight? Not one time did it say you need to send a seed offering or you need to send this. Let me tell you something. God is not in the miracle selling business. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Matthew 21, 22, and all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. There's something tonight about that name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. I want to go to God in prayer. 
At this time, I ask you tonight to please share this video. Video, I think I'm on a video. Please share this podcast. I do so many things, sometimes I can't keep them straight. But please share this podcast. Tell your friends about it. Please do follow us. Tell your friends to, to follow Nuggets of God's Word with Pastor Nat Brown. And we're going to pray for you. If you have a prayer request, email me, revnat94 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to pray for you. We got a lot of prayer requests in our, our prayer journal and just got one right before we came on the air. So we're not going to call names. We don't call names here. We just say prayer journal. So let's go to God in prayer. Have a gracious day, Heavenly Father, tonight we come to you knowing God, your awesome God. Knowing tonight that there's power in the name of Jesus. Knowing, praise God, there's something about that name. And it's in the name of Jesus tonight. We pray for every one of our prayer requests in our prayer journal. We pray for our church. We pray for all our podcasts. We pray for all our uh, Facebook lives. Everything we do technologically, God bless it and let you get the power and the glory for it. We pray for our church, God. Just bless it. Let it be a lighthouse to the community, God, that souls will be saved. People will be healed. People will be delivered and set free by the power of Almighty God. Now, tonight, go with us. And once again, we lift this prayer journal up to you, God. We give it to you. We lay it at the foot of the cross. And tonight, God, we know everything it's going to be all right because we place it into your hands. And tonight, God, we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. Pray for our country, God. Let it get back to you before it's everlasting too late. Pray for our military, our men and women in uniform. Pray for them, God, for protecting our country. Pray for all our veterans that, that put that uniform on that we may have freedom. Now, God, go with us now, God. And we give you the thanks. We pray for all our listeners, God. Meet them in a special way, God. And Lord, we're going to give you all the glory and we're going to give you all the praise. We ask you these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Once again, folks, thank you tonight for listening to Nuggets of God's Word podcast. And listen, share it, tell people about it. And until next week, may God bless you and God bless America. God, hey, let me tell you, I love you, but as a man loved you more than I ever could, the man's name is called Jesus. Email us, revnat94 at gmail.com. God bless you.